When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. It's 12 o'clock in the greatest city in the world. It is Bart and Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. A rainy Tuesday and the weather coming now today into tomorrow. Everybody just bundle up and be safe out there on the road. It's going to be wet. As, I mean, it's been wet. But still, it's gonna get it's gonna get ugly over the next couple of days. But we got you. We'll take you through. We'll keep you warm. What's happening, Bart Scott? Kudo Matados, go blue. Let me ask you a question. With everything that we heard now going into the game about Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. And how in the semifinal we thought that he just vault himself into a first round pick. I asked you about last night's game. Did he just play himself out of a first round pick? I think he played himself out of a top ten pick. Because uh, it looked like if you heat him up, yeah. you get physical with him. Once again, looking brittle again. Yep. You He's know. like Tyrod Taylor out there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is the perfect comp for him right now. Like when you look at – no, he's holding his ribs. He's getting up. He's reacting, overreacting to everything, like overly reacting, right? And like you're letting your opponents know that that they getting to you. Yeah. I mean, you got a flag jacket. We'll, we'll find out if he has any, like, bruised ribs or cartilage or something. But the hits that he was getting hit on and he got up didn't even look hard, right? We've seen much harder. We, we understand we've seen guys like Joe Burrow take beatings before. It just looks like, you know, if you're him, it's like, man, I'm, I'm nervous, right? It's like right? I don't know if he can hold up. If teams heat him up and get physical with him in the pocket – I don't know if he can last a whole season in the NFL. When, when you talk about the type of hits that you're going to be asked to take, already understanding that he got the medicals. And not only that, it's not like he, he – he's like Mike White, man. You, you're just waiting for him not to like, oh, he get folded. But <laughs> That was what but I also, saw. The, but also the accuracy, right? So if he's going to a team that doesn't have a great offensive line where he can sit back there and burp the baby, then you worry about him not being able to um, – like see the field because it was guys wide open yes. that once he started getting hit, he couldn't even see him because he was looking at the hit and he was predetermining where he was going with the ball. So if he goes to a bad team with no no line, what's going to happen? Isn't that usually what happens when you're drafted? Like when you're drafted high, you yeah. generally go into a team where they're rebuilding and they're, you're running for your life in the beginning until they can build some stuff up. But Right. Like I was – look, it was it, – it, can I, is it fair to say that wasn't a great game? I know you're a defensive guy, so you're going to say yes, it was. No, I, lo- I love the strategy as far as running the ball, and I love the adjustments that Washington. Yeah, they didn't let McCarthy really down. throw it much either, right? JJ McCarthy wasn't like he was. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It up. I'm not sold at him either. Being in the top 23 on um, kind of looks small. Yeah, Kuiper, not mm. skinny. Like he's got those um, Zach Wilson shoulders, man. Real narrow. Good comparison. That's what I was thinking. Yep. When I say small, that's kind of what I was talking about. Like he doesn't look. Again, the, the he'll look wide. He looks real narrow. Yeah. So and there were drops like drops all over the place in this game. Were there not? Yeah, there were some good catches. I like, like I like the tight end. I like the tight end for Michigan, man. Six five. Oh, Loveland. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great name, Loveland. Loveland. Hey, baby. From <laughs> let me take you to Loveland. <laughs> uh, he's like from like Idaho or something like that too. Like he's from the middle of nowhere, but yeah, um. Man. But really, you know, again, you're right. He he had a good game, but it wasn't a. I didn't find it to be a, a really entertaining game. Yeah, you 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 looking for USC Texas? That was lighted up, baby. But, right? but what I did love is five thirty three something like that. Like give me I, that. I, I love the coaching, right? I love I okay. love the fundamentals, right? I love mm-hmm. the you know. It's always easy to get somebody with the unbalanced line, or you bring a lineman over. You you don't know how to line up because technically, what you're supposed to do when you kind of run into those situations mm-hmm. is declare a new center. See, like it's, it's weird. Like if you mess something up on somebody and they not they not prepared for it, it jacks them up. If you don't have new center, right? Like so, when they come with an extra uh, tight end or tackle over or something like that, when you saw one play, they had the real tackle lined up as the move uh, tight end. 
right? It messes people up. So sometimes you have to go, okay, okay, I know the ball is here, but now the guard is the new center. So just line up as he's the new center. Don't pay attention. And you saw they didn't know how to adjust. They were talking to each other, and that's how they got out the back door. See, that's all play design and understanding how to confuse them and throwing it, throwing it on them at the, at the same time. So I thought, you know, once again, a masterful coaching job from Harbaugh and his coaching staff on the offensive side to throw little subtle things in the middle of stuff mm-hmm. and going to the line where the team don't, you know, they, they technically need to call a timeout to say, oh, whoa, what's going on? But you know defenders aren't going to waste a timeout because they're important and they're usually used on the offensive side. So in that respect – I was really appreciating the formations and the, and the movements and the motions and the shifts to make people get caught out of, out of their lanes to get these huge running gaps, right, because they're overcompensating, overreacting because they see a big tight end, a big tackle lineup at tight end, so they all shift to this side, and the running back presses the hole, cuts back, and is wide open. That's why you saw early on, like, they had those big, those big gaps, and they probably just went to a formation or a defense that didn't require all those shifting and movements. Right, because it really really messes with your nose guard. Is he on the right side where the tight end is? Is he head up on a, in the eye front, or is he in the under? Are you putting a tackle in the under front, which makes these back back door gaps wide open? And if you ain't got no war daddies back there playing mm-hmm. to the bubble, which is where I live most of my life, you know, to the bubble where everybody has an angle and they can get to you if they want to, but you got to make sure you plug that hole. And you know they were leaky early, and you know they settled down after the fact, but the damage was already done. So when we were talking yesterday going into this game, and obviously, you know, again, if you're the Giants, you're sitting at six, right? So now you're just wondering, do you get your future quarterback? Can you get him at six? And then you're just now thinking about the quarterbacks going into this draft. And then Penix was somebody that was that curiosity guy, somebody that Greg McElroy, who was on the coverage last night, said yeah. to us, you know, the Jets at 10 might be a pretty good guy to pick there. Uh, no way, I'm watching. Yeah, exactly. I'm watching that saying, like, no bueno. We ain't taking that one. Yeah, I'm good. Like, like that's one of those. We, we might take Jaden Daniels because we ain't seen him. And it's unfair, right, because we saw him have a great game the week before. Um, but then yeah, he lit it one, up this, this, against, and, against Texas and, doesn't play any damn and, and I, and, But I asked Greg, I asked Greg, could he do something that could bring him down? He said, no, the genie's out the bottle. Mm-mm. Uh, nah, Jeannie back in there. But you box. know what else, too, what bothers you is 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 this part, which you know is going to be the thing talked about, because even McElroy said it, the medicals with him, but the fact that it's two ACLs. Uh, you know, AC the, joint. The, 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 yeah, the the separated shoulder, his <laughs> clavicle, right? He had that, that, that injury, right, with the collarbone and all that stuff. Yeah, and then he looked weak sauce. Like, then, yesterday he looked like, man. Th- then he's got – he's holding his hip last night. He's like – like, he definitely – I was getting the Tyrod Taylor vibes, and I'm thinking to myself, "Are you drafting a guy that you, you like? You can't draft somebody who has an injury history and yeah. think, oh, that's all going to go away, and he's going to be available.' Remember, like, that, Jets, this is a third round pick, man. Remember right? the Jets. Remember the Jets. Remember the Jets drafted D. Milner. Oh my God! Like, oh, he's outstanding from Alabama. Like, bro, this dude had three surgeries or five surgeries in college. You gonna come up here and deal with these grown ass men over there? Got got to get AJ Brown yoking him up on the side. Like mm-hmm. nah, bro, nah. And and he came here, and I don't even know if D. Milner lasted five years in the NFL. I don't even know if he lasted that long. So. But again, you're talking about a defensive player. You're talking about a, about Milner was a linebacker, right? Uh, no, he was a corner. A corner, talk, right? He ain't out there hitting nobody. He out there on the island with a linebacker. Yeah, he out there with a hundred and eighty pound receivers. Yeah, he out there fighting with Garrett Wilson. What yeah. you talking about? Uh, I, I, it shows you how much I remember him. But <laughs> first round draft. But you're talking about. But you know how we Rich. always give quarterbacks more opportunity, right? We want to believe. We Listen, want to he see can this. Have that opportunity. He can get it. This, in the third round, I'll I'm telling you, if he there for the Jets in the third, I highlight him. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I hate saying it, but there's just something when you watched him last night that's off the list. Caleb Williams, by the way, he, you know, he was the Heisman two years ago. But what did he do this last season that makes you think can't miss? This guy's unbelievable. Well, it's not like Trevor Lawrence, who for well, two years was in the national championship, right? Like we're talking he, about. But he did score. He did throw 93 touchdowns and only 10 interceptions. So you still believe in Caleb Williams? Yes. Okay. And then after that, who else were we talking about? Drake Drake May. People were concerned May, with him. How much because, winning did he do? Well, he had a horrible year this year because he had no new offense, new wide receivers. So yeah. he's one of these guys that's classic that had a great junior year that if he would have came out in junior year, would have got paid. 
and he's still going to go two. Some people think he's the best quarterback in this draft. Because of the arm talent. All the other stuff, right? And sometimes it's hard to, for you to project what somebody is when you think about he's at a place like North Carolina where he's not going to get the best players. But after these two, I just I, – I don't – Well, Jaden Daniels, people love Jaden Daniels, man. Like, they, they compare him to Lamar Jackson because uh, he can run, man. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, some of his highlights are crazy. And but he's offense, not a start him right away kind of guy. This is a guy probably you draft with somebody in place already, right? I don't think you're yeah. just throwing Jaden Daniels but, but, as but, but, your but, starter. But I think he's the first one. I think he's the, he's the he's the unknown. He can be the Lamar Jackson of this draft. You know what I'm saying? And what about Bo Nix? Is Bo Nix like 30 years old, right? Man, Bo Nix, like, listen, with this transfer portal, man, you, you, you be trying to figure out if these are new people or old people. You're like, damn, it's the same dude that was here. Like, yeah, he left there and went there. I like, think Bo Nix got sacked by Brian Bosworth one time. Right. Like, 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 like uh, I forget, DJ Ukulele is trying to get a, a exemption to go to uh, – You say ukulele? Ukulele, yeah. That's how I say it, ukulele. Is it? Isn't it Yui Ungalele? Oh, I don't see. Yuga Ungalele. A little closer? A little Close closer enough. to it? Close enough. Dina had just flinched, so I must have also gotten that wrong. <laughs> oh, whatever, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think you're right. I'm it's closer. Just, I, I agree with Bart that you don't need to know how to pronounce it. Ukulele is good enough. If he's going to transfer that many times, <laughs> right, I exactly. deserve it. He, he started off in Clemson. He was supposed to be the, the replacement to Trevor Lawrence and the, and the, and the Savior. Yeah, that's right. He was there for two years, got booed out of there. And left, and he, now he just, he just left Oregon State. Now he's trying to go. I'm like, bro. I yeah, mean, I know. Back these, in co- the these COVID athletes, man, he's got it made. Well, I, that era is ending now. But uh, it, all right. Anyways, what we thought is going to be a quarterback draft. I'm just saying, after watching last night, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think it's. I don't think we get that crazy about it. No, I think Adam McCarthy's not, not a first round pick. Okay, okay. So now I'm, I'm bringing Penix up. Penix is not a first round pick. Bo Nix, like maybe a no, late Drake, first. Drake, no, I'm telling you, Drake May and, and, Dra- and, and, All right, Caleb and Williams, Williams is going to go number one, right? And I'm telling, and I'm you think you, Drake May is I'm also. Te- I'm telling you, also Jaden Daniels. I, I'm now. I, I didn't know how tall he was. I thought he was like a little skinny dude. Okay, he's six four, so he's skinny. He's only two ten, but he that can be six four two twenty easy, and he can run. But I still and think- he won. A, he won the Heisman, bro. No, I'm, I, I'm, so so it's not like he's some guy from some obscure okay, school. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks win the Heisman and can't yeah. play in the league. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he's not like some guy that played at some. I didn't say he's a bum. School. I'm not yeah. say he's a bum. He's six four two thirty. He's not two thirty. No, hell no. I was gonna say that's my that's size. Like yeah, no, nah, nah, that's like he, my size. He's t two ten. Yeah. All right. Well, either way. I would say though, because both teams, both local teams, have a top ten pick, and both teams need a quarterback of the future. I, no, I wouldn't do it here. Like, like if you're the Giants, I think you got to go with talent and offensive line help, or yeah, yeah. you know, a tight end, something like that. Like I think they've got to go, you know, wide receiver if they're lucky enough. But I don't think you – if you're a Giants fan, get it out of your head that they're taking quarterback at six. Get it out of your head. Yo, Jaden Daniels no is there, way. man. Dude rushed for 1,100 yards this year, bro. Threw for, threw for almost 4,000 in college. You, 40, I, 40 touchdowns. You would take him at six, huh? I'm, they they compare this dude to Lamar Jackson. You already passed on Lamar once. This dude, this dude. Wait, is wait, special. wait. J- you, you and I are talking about two different people, by the way. I'm talking to Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. So Jaden Daniels is the one that you said is tall but skinny, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's six. I was looking at uh, Drake six, May. No, no, no. Yeah, Jaden Daniels is, is about two ten. Yeah, yeah, but that can be two twenty easy. Oh yeah, that's all you need. Six, six four, four two six, ten. Four two twenty. Yeah, bro, bro. But how old is 11, he now? Twenty three. Yeah, so he's been playing football for a number of yeah, years, they, they too. But 23, come on. That's just But if two he's 210 at 23, I mean, by then you get, right? Nah, Shouldn't you? Like, nah, one thing nah. would be 210 at, like, 19 or 20 years old. No, nah, no, nah, that's not. He can 23? Put that, he can put that weight on. 10 pounds is easy. R.J. Barrett's bigger than that. Yo, he can. Well, R.J. Barrett plays power forward. No, he actually plays the wing. But, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he's, he, he's, you know what I'm saying? Like, but R.J. Barrett's 23 is what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's easy to put weight on. Like that's that's he'll he'll probably be two twenty by 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 the combine stuff okay. like that. And he ran he rushed for a thousand he rushed for eleven hundred yards. One bro. thing we can say with with assuredness is that the Jets aren't taking a quarterback at ten. No, no. like at that conversation. If you're a Jets fan, get rid of it. It's out. You you, you not want, at ten. Maybe you, later, but not you at ten. Want, you want people to want Penix. 
and if you can move to 12th and get something and still be able to get your lineman, the problem is I don't know, like, you know, with the reports that maybe um, Corey Lindsey may retire from a heart uh, condition, that means the Chargers Oof. may be in, you know, they, he was the highest paid, you know, three, four years ago, they made him the highest paid center in the, in the league from, um, from, from Green Bay in free agency. So now that means that they, they, they already have um, Slater, who's a great uh, tackle. Uh-huh. Um, you know, one of the best tackles, in my opinion, in, in all of football. But they may, they're going to protect the franchise. So that means that they're going to be in the market for a tackle. And who knows, maybe they take the kid from Oregon State because he's more of a right tackle because they have left tackles sold up. And sometimes, you know, as we see with Evan Neal, it's tough to make left tackles right tackles. So you right. may go with the best guy that plays right tackle. So maybe you might be safe. But they, they, they seemingly, at that pick, is going to be in the market for offensive linemen. Yeah, Talisha Fuaga is the Oregon State tackle you're talking about. Yeah. And he does grade very well, and he's huge, 6'6", 334. Did you know, as I'm, sc- I'm scrolling it's through – It's so funny you say 6'6", 234 is big. No, 334. Man. Yeah, I, I grew I grew up in such a different era, man. Jonathan Ogden, 6'9", 350. Yeah, but you know it's saying? Jonathan Ogden you're talking but no, about. No, 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 Willie, Willie Rofe. Six six three eight, like he was yeah. like three sixty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got, Flozell, gotta, yeah. Flozell the hotel. Yes, six nine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but they want guys that are more athletic now, and also with no, quarterbacks being six foot, you can't have a six nine front line because no, yeah. I can't see over you. No, Jonathan Jonathan Ogden was a, could run. He, we pulled like I understand. Like, I, I'm used to the big big Willie Walter Str- Walter Strong. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> not free Willie, big Willie. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Can I, by the way, as I'm scrolling, just I'm scrolling through the dra- the big board of the draft, just looking to see where different guys are. Because like Penix right now uh, is ranked like 19th, okay. But the guy ranked 20th. I need you just to, like. Can we just take a quick like exit off the highway real quick? This is right up your alley. Cornerback from Alabama. Kool Aid. Have, have you heard of him? Yeah, Kool Aid. Kool Aid McKinstry. Kool Aid can ball. Can, it's not about Kenny Ball. His nickname. That ain't his real name. That ain't his real name. No, man. Listen, I never know. You don't know. The <laughs> Booger, Booger McFarland, really? But but, <laughs> but wait, wait. On on a draft board, we're we're not putting his real name. We're going Kool Aid. Nah, man. That ain't his real name. Like, bro, that that'd be a fireball offense. And the fact that he ain't changing himself for that would be crazy. <laughs> all right, so that's just I the nickname. All, I, yeah, Kool Aid's his nickname. I can I can that's always crazy. laugh. I'm looking at like you know Michigan up there talking. Now I can always tell which one of them kids that they drafted from 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 Detroit, because he got the he got the Cartier buffs on, like who, like he got he got real glasses on with like with a tin on them with the uh, we call them Buffalo uh, the Buffalo frames. Yeah, you told me about t- these. Yeah, yeah. So so he got the buffs on. You can always tell like okay, who's who who did they recruit locally? Yeah, you might want to look at the dude with the with the thousand uh, dollar glasses with no prescription in them uh, from Cartier. Well, I had to look it up. Do you know what Kool-Aid's real first name is? Um, Dexter? No. It has an apostrophe in it. Oh, God. Deontay? <laughs> no. Jaden? No. It has an apostrophe. <sighs> what you, all right. You, you, you tell me. You, you tease it's, me. It's, it's Ja-Quincy. Oh, God. It's G-A apostrophe Quincy. Ja-Quincy. Yeah. Or is it, maybe it's Ga-Quincy. Yeah, it's G. Is it a hard G? I don't know, but I'm just gonna go with. Uh, it sounds like it should be pronounced Jaquincy. Bro, bro. The, the funny thing is, Julio name ain't his real name. Julio Jones ain't his real name. No, yeah. it's Sardavius or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you know by the way that that Kool Aid actually signed an NIL deal with Kool Aid? When he was a freshman at Alabama, that's a pretty good deal. You damn right you're gonna call him out. I'm happy. Kool Aid. Yeah. I'm gonna keep talking about it because one of these, I, I guarantee you, the Jets or Giants are gonna draft him. <laughs> But, but it's it's that that's yeah. Well, the Giants the Giants need Kool Aid. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to them. Bombshell yesterday. Well, Julio Jones's name is uh, Quin, Quintoris. Qu- Quintoris, yeah. Remember we made fun of it. We was calling it other Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know yo, you love this. You love the. And name I didn't even know. Thing. I know he's Spanish. You love the name. Yeah, his middle name is Torres. Yeah, he's Spanish. Yeah, yeah. like all these times we thought Julio was black. Yeah. Well, that is, but we thought he was African American black, not uh, Hispanic black. Just, just he just nah, took black, on black, he just Latino. took on Julio as just a, a thing. Yeah, <laughs> Julio. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Um, so I, I want to get to calls because for a couple of reasons. Number one is because after the show, Bart, 
uh, you and I got news of, despite the fact that Brian Dable said, you know, that he was expecting his uh, coordinators back, mm. uh, Wink Martindale left the team. Yeah, man. And that's, so they parted great. ways. So that clearly, Dable didn't want to be the one to fire him. But they clearly weren't on the same like, page because they were getting rid of everybody that he brought in. It's one of those things. Uh, yeah, resign. It looks a little better. But well, if, you fire, if you fire a coach, you have to pay him his contract. If he resigns, then he's free and clear. Yeah, he can then do whatever he wants. Well, he can do whatever he wants if you fire him. But like, but wasn't – now, again – You w- don't have to pay him if he resigns. Drew Wilkins, Kevin Wilkins, like those were those are Wink's guys, right? Mm-hmm. Weren't those like I think he his, brought in his staff? Yeah, yeah. So he took he brought them with him from Baltimore. So when the team said, "All right, we're moving on from you," it's almost like staring at Wink, like, "Hey, yeah. we're firing all your people." And what's crazy about that is the problems wasn't on the defensive side of the ball. That's the crazy part. Like you making changes to, to my personnel, my staff, and it's your side that's not living up to expectations. That's the tough thing. Well, here's l- listen to Jordan Renan uh, talking about the issue. This is from the K Show yesterday. Again, this news broke after our show was over, and we were wondering what was going to happen going forward after Dable had quotes out there where he was saying that he expects them to be back, which is a bizarre thing to say when you don't expect them to be back, but he said it. So here's Renan, as we we had heard throughout the season, that there was a rift between the two. So Jordan explains what the issue was. Wink Martindale and Brian Dable didn't get along. Wink Martindale was not a believer in the organization in Brian Dable and Joe Shane, and he didn't think ultimately that they were going to be successful long term. So he's a, what, 60-year-old coach, 61 yep. he's going to turn? Why would he want to be with a program that he didn't fully believe in? Brian Dable's personality, the way he handles the coaches, he's hard on them, the way he interacts with people, it really a lot of the coaching staff the wrong way, and that's why Wink Martindale's not there any longer. So what does that tell you, Bart? As you know both men now, you know Dabes, you you know Wink, mm-hmm. you know them both personally. Mm-hmm. What what does this tell you? Like that that they could not get this right, and what Jordan's saying, he didn't believe in it. Well, it's personalities, right? You got two alpha 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 males mm-hmm. that sitting there, and they got different ways and philosophies. But ultimately, we know that the the final word is going to be held by the um, the coach. Right, he he he's the one that that is, the buck stops there, right? And um, you know, I'm sure Wink still has you know thoughts and um, hopes of being a head coach, but you haven't heard anybody saying, "Hey, I want to interview Wink Martindale." So this means that you know you really must not get along with somebody if you're deciding to make a lateral move to be a um, to be a a coordinator. Now, one of the best places to try and probably try and be a coordinator is to go out there and just simply go out to San Diego or yeah. something like that with LA. all that talent yeah. and say, you know what, I'll, I'll go live in L.A. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, New York is good, nice too, but, you know, we'll be going out there and it probably is going to be a first-time head coach. Mm-hmm. First-time head coach, maybe I can get the assistant um, – Assistant, well, it's the same. Uh, isn't it the same situation that, that Dable was in, where he's first time head coach right, and he right, brought in a, a really experienced experience. defensive coordinator? It would be the same situation if um, uh, Ben Johnson got the job, right? The uh, the offensive right, coordinator exactly. with the Lions went out to uh, L.A. with the Chargers, like you're pointing out, and then you, it's the same idea. You still got to get along with them. Now yeah, that's the, true, but you know maybe Ben Johnson doesn't. You know, Dayball's from the old school with. Um, Parcells and and and, and um, Belichick. So you know, maybe they, maybe he 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 rides their coaches. And not everybody can deal with people that's that's yelling and screaming and doing it. A lot of people don't rock with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. So you know, it's it's like locker rooms, right? Can you notice it as a player? Can you like does that that they don't really rock? That you could tell, like yeah, our our guy, like you're a defensive player. Our coordinator no, and the head coach don't get along. You you feel that? Yeah, just like I'm sure it's not to the point where the Bears were. With uh, Buddy Ryan and and and, and, and Mike Dicker, <laughs> yeah. but you talk about crazy like you can you can feel the tension. You can feel like because you know it's almost like it becomes. Was it, who was it that Buddy Ryan punched? Oh, um, Gil Gilbright. That's right, Gilbright. Yeah, when he was on the head, Kevin Gilbright. Yeah, yeah when he, when he was over there uh, with the Oilers, you know, the Houston yeah. Oilers at the time. Yeah, hitting with that overhand right. Listen, <laughs> the Ryan family has bought that smoke. I'm gonna tell you. Oh no, no, I'm like, not saying. Like, I'm just saying you're like that. That's when instead of just like keeping it behind closed doors, <laughs> right you let everybody side, know. 
The I hate you, this listen, dude. How the offense coordinator, defense coordinator get in a fight on the sideline when you supposed to be coaching the game? Like, bro, ain't the offense or the defense on the field right now? What, what you going to steal on me with special teams out there? What the hell going on, Who's son? coaching? Now, Kick now, off. Oh, this is perfect time. Now, for the – like, all right. Now, can I ask you this? When – can I ask you this? It's such a stupid question to ask when you're co-hosting. Well, you, t- well, you told me that. I know. It's so dumb. That's something you talked about last week. is this something that is a code red for you for the Giants? That the head coach couldn't yeah. get along with a, with a defensive coordinator who, by the way, was fairly successful in what he did. Like, he wasn't fairly. an abomination. He, was really, he, like, was he really wasn't an abomination. He, like, last, were- la- last year was that defense that yes. carried them. So, is this a code red for you? Yeah, I mean, listen, this is like, you know, you know, you think that success cures all. Now, if they would have went to the playoffs, then I don't think you could do that. No, hell but, no. But this is the thing. You can't, you can't promote one of his people. It's like one of those things when you don't put the defensive staff together, then now you can't in turn say, well, we're going to fire you, Wink, and we're going to promote one of your guys. His guy's going to be like, nah, I'm going with him. That's they my all guy. left. Like, I'm here because of him. Right. And that's probably, what, probably what Wink was saying. Like, oh, this, no, this is who I rock with. This is how, who, who understands my principles and teaches my philosophies. So, why would, so you're going to tell me I got to go hire new people? Like, that I might be the bigger issue. And they, and they might be your people. Maybe. Like, hold up. You're going to bring Matt Patricia and Joe Judge over here or something mm-hmm. like that? What, what are we talking about, bro? That but maybe that's what it Maybe Dayball, it wasn't Wink as much as it was, you know, whether one of the Wilkins guys. Like maybe one of them was doing something that Dayball disagreed with and I, had I a problem I, with. I, I really and Wink was, was defending his guys. I really can't see that because they had a whole year of success where – they were playing at a high level. So it's not like they were like blowing coverages or something like that on defense or something like that. You can't, so I can't see them saying, oh, well, he went rogue. We don't teach that technique. How you know what we teach? It ain't your defense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's different if, 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 if like it was, this was Rex and then this was Mike Pettin. And he was like, yo, I don't teach that technique. Well, who told you to change the technique up? Well, I'm the defense coordinator. Well, but it's my system. It's like one of those things. It's not one of those things. Okay. So, I mean, Let's see what happens on the offensive side of the ball because if you listen to Jordan, you know, it made it seem like, you know, it's a lot of coaches that don't agree with the way that, you know, uh, Dayball is doing things or the way that, you know, the the environment, coaching environment matters. Yes. And who knows? He says both his coordinators, well, one is out. Let's see if the other one is out. Well, special teams coordinator is gone too. Right. Now, that wasn't Dables now. McGay has been there for years. He actually worked for three different coaches with the Giants, so – you know, he had been there for a number of years, so they, they want to make that change. But, no, no, it, it, like I said, is it code red right now with the Giants? Now, who do they bring in? There's an obvious name. Ooh, There's one that we have mentioned Matt, before. They might bring in my, Matt Patricia. Oh, you're, you're saying that name. I got another one for you that I think is an obvious one as well. So we'll get that. Is it code red for the Giants? 800-919-3776. And also, you know, when you think about this quarterback draft and the Jets and the Giants, you got to look at it like, I don't know if there's a quarterback you want to take in this draft in the first round. Stay with us, Barton Hunt, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Wink Martindale is out as Giants defensive coordinator, so who could be next for that job? That's what the Michael K. Show yesterday asked Jordan Ronan. Well, let's just connect the dots here, right? Dayball and Shane were in Buffalo. Leslie Frazier left Buffalo last year. I know he is striving for a head coaching position, but if Leslie Frazier does not get a head coaching position, it would seem like if he wants to get back in, this would be a pretty good land spot for Leslie Frazier, and I think that would be a distinct possibility. And another person I think you might have to consider is defensive line coach Andre Patterson. He's the one guy internally, or Jerome Henderson, the defensive backs coach, where if they really don't want total turnover, because do you really want total turnover in year three? And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it is Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up, Three o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Stay tuned for your chance to uh, win at the Superbox giveaway. That's coming up a little bit later on this hour. And, of course, we have Garrett Wilson on the show today. And he did something very interesting yesterday that we have to talk to him about. That's one of those Brian Windhorst fingers. Uh-huh. Why would he do that? But so, depends, yeah, we'll tease that. We, we sort of know why he did it. But anyway, yeah, we'll get into that. So that's coming up later on today. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, his media address yesterday had everybody all twisted. And I feel like we... He also is going to be on McAfee today, of course. I know. Um, so we, we need to stay true for that. But... I feel like he said something at the end of his media address that got completely lost, and it needs to be heard again. So we'll we'll do that. But right now we have calls to get to 800-919-3776. They asked the question: Are the Giants now that they've moved on from Wink Martindale? Is this are they in code red right now as a franchise? You have one name. I have another name. When it comes to I think obvious candidates to fill the defensive coordinator role. Mm-hmm. And mine is Captain Obvious one, and that is Leslie Frazier. He worked with him in Buffalo. It's clear he was kind of just given a year off, sabbatical, whatever it was this year, left the team. He ain't going back. So it just seems like an obvious thing. They worked together together. uh, They worked together in Buffalo, both sides of the ball, one offense, one defense coordinator. So. But Leslie's more like who? More like Tony Dungy's real reserve, quiet guy. Yeah, okay. So you want somebody a little more fiery? Well, we don't know. Like well, if, if Leslie Flager likes that type of smoke, and you know, McDermott was the head coach. He was a little chill. McDermott's a real chill, reserved person too. Never seen McDermott yelling at anybody. All right, now, now let's watch. Let's watch something also in the NFL that we have been keeping an eye on. As yesterday was Black Monday, and a lot of coaching changes, and this is all connected because while we're talking about the Giants thing, and we're all waiting to see the the dominoes, right? Mike Vrabel is out in Tennessee. He's out? He is out. Oh, yeah, he's going to New England, though. So, or he can go to St. Matt. It's going to be now so. Now, what's it's, interesting, too, is the owner, uh, Amy Adams Strunk, who she used to, she was on his side. She loved him. But they have not played well in the last two seasons. And so Shefty is reporting that, that, that the, she wants a fresh perspective in the coaching staff. Remember, she moved on from the GM last year. Yeah. He's going to be a hot name, bro. Uh, yeah. He, he's a, I think he's he, a great he might, coach. He, he might move up to, like, number two as far as coaching candidates that's out there. So the New England job's not open, but you think if it does open, he's the obvious first choice, no? Yeah. I mean, I would take him – I would take he's him got, in – He's got Patriot I would, blood. I would take him in – listen, I would take him in Atlanta in a heartbeat. 
Atlanta's another another interesting option. Atlanta, Atlanta's going to be a right. beautiful spot. So, all right. So, the, so let's that just broke. So, we wanted to get that out there for you. Just know now. There's uh, where are we at? Are we at uh, seven openings right in the NFL? Mm-hmm. I believe right. Let's so, see what the Patriots and waiting are. on the Patriots. So, I said Leslie Frazier. Who who do you say? Give me a name that you're like. Watch this name for the Giants. <laughs> Matt Patricia, man. Oh wow! You know, you know them. You know them. You, you know, like if the reports are that you remind know, everybody ride, where Matt Patricia is right now. Yeah, Matt Patricia is a guy that's um, taking over the sinking ship in Philadelphia as far as a defense coordinator. His first day out there, defense coordinator, I believe it was against Seattle, and they they made it the um, Bradbury Bowl drive where they just went down and won in the last minute against uh, Seattle because he was taking over for a demoted uh, defense coordinator. Uh, so he's he's been doing that and. Man, the defense hasn't gotten any better. So let so let's see what happens, you know, going forward. Um, let's see what happens. Go, go. Let's see what happens going forward, man. Like in the playoffs, they got Baker Mayfield, which if you can't stop the pass, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin isn't really really what you want. Um, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, I would I would say Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia, and Dayball was in. Um, in New England, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Dayball had a couple of different stints in New England from 2000 to 2006. Then he went back as the tight ends coach from 2013 to 2016 before he went to Alabama for a year, and then he went to office coordinate for three seasons with um, the Buffalo Bills. So they, they've crossed over. We know that they, they ride hard, right? You they, know, they've met, they met all the way back to college when they both were playing Division three college football. Yeah, RPI and, and and Rochester. So they've known each other a long time. Their paths have crossed several times, and they've coached against each other a lot. Yeah. So there is a mutual respect there. But with Matt Patricia, since he's gone to the Eagles, you're right. Sirianni brought, Sirianni brought him in, yeah. and the defense got worse, not better. Yeah. And Sirianni, they're, they're pressing him right now. Like, are you going to make a change? Are you going to go back to the old? Well, guy? How are you going to go back to the old? And guy? Sirianni like, just said, "No, we're sticking with Matt yeah. Patricia." You talk about you talking about confusing the players. Like you can't say like. <laughs> Like, right, and right. It's, it's difficult, like especially in the middle of the season where you got a new mind in there, and he's calling the defense based on the defenses y'all have, but then yep. he's changing the way y'all the concepts or how you do things. All right, you know, because everybody used different techniques. Like we were always a spill team when I was. You get a down black, you spill. You know, you some guys are you get a, you you never let anything get outside of you. You squeeze it. You keep your outside arm free, right? So like you you got those type of things. It looks like a t- a defense that don't know where their fits are. Like they they don't know where in my opinion they don't know how to fit. Yeah, they hesitate, which is something you said. Which is that's when you don't know what you're doing, when you aren't confident in what you're doing. Hesitation you're happens. Not playing and, fast, and hesitation is the worst thing. All right, let's get some calls. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Dave is in the car. Start us off, Dave. Hey, what's up? Good morning, guys. Look, I've been saying it since I got the news yesterday. Uh, the Giants are in crisis mode. And I think you look at the beginning of the season, even in the preseason, where Debo got upset with one of his coaches. The bottom line is this. There's liking someone and there's respecting someone. You have three coaches, one who's got much more experience in the league than you, walking away from a situation. That's a lack of respect. Now, some people may say that the players like him. Uh, I think – the players liking him is going to be short-lived. And let me tell you something. We'll know how many players like to play for the Giants when free agency comes around and some of those players decide to exit because they don't like the circus that's going on. Am I seeing this from the wrong perspective, or should you be in panic mode if you're a Giants fan? I mean, I'm concerned if I'm listening to Jordan Renan talking about how, you know, the coaches, you know, a lot of coaches were you know, were deciding or was going to leave regardless because they just didn't like the situation. Right, like, and if he's if a guy's not getting fired and he's resigning, that's that's saying a lot too. Because when you resign, then that means that you are forfeiting getting paid your your contract when you when you quit. Now, when you get fired, you get your money because coaches' um, contracts are guaranteed. So it's it's concerning because it, from Jordan's perspective, um, saying that you know coaches don't like the way he yell, and that means that's culture and environment. Let's take um let's take Colum in the Bronx. Colum. What's going on, Hollywood Han, Bartholomew? Listen, I won't do the ifs, buts and maybes and the, the you know, the rumors about it. The fact is they were the twenty seventh ranked defense. So, you know, he, I liked Wink. He was a very good coach. I think he kept, he should have and could have stayed, but they're moving on, so let's move on from the fact. The one name that I like 
is, um, you know, Antonio Pierce. I think he deserves to maybe stay as the head coach the way he the way he did for the Raiders. But if he doesn't, I would like to bring him in. And he's never coordinated. He's, he's, never co- he's never coordinated before, just so you know. So I don't know if he has a sense. It's a lot easier to be a head coach than it is to be a coordinator. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's ever coordinated before. He's just been a linebackers coach. So I don't even I know don't if he's know, qualified yeah, to be I, a, a coordinator. I, yeah, but I think it. I think it'd be something to to look into to see if he could do it. You know, I mean, and you look at the Ra- and you look at the Ravens when Wink Martindale left. They didn't really. They didn't really lose anything or skip a beat. So it's yeah, not but necessarily. They, but, I don't think it's necessarily going to be Colin, the worst thing Colin, possible. Colin, Wink Martindale will not be unemployed. Um, no, for long. I agree. So, but like you talk, you, you, you talk about the to be a situation you, where they're going to lose out and they're yes, going to be worse now. You you could be. How much of that? Could be, could. Listen, how much of that twenty seventh ranked defense is because the offense was horrible? How much of that was yeah, because not, they because teams got extra possessions, right? We've seen I'm not him argue co- with you. I meant to the point. I went to the point where I thought he was. I thought he was a good coach. I thought he did a good job. I wanted him to stay, but. You know, we we got to move on from the fact it's already done. So we got to move forward. And I want to believe in in Brian Dayball. I want to believe in Joe Shane. So I'm going to trust him from now. You're but turning think, the page real yeah, quick. Yeah, definitely Colin. a hot seat. They're definitely going to be in the hot seat because whatever they do with quarterback, we've seen enough in the NFL where teams can turn it around quick. Whether it's a new quarterback or even if they decide to stay with Daniel Jones, this year I think is going to be. You know, if they're not competing for a playoff spot up until the end, I think I think it's time for them to move on from that. Wow, you're, you're turning the page real quick. First of all, like you can't get rid of a coach after two games, but you, he you know, he doesn't want to live in the analyzing why they're left yet. Like you, you skipping right past the uh, let's see why and and going to what's next. Like that. It, well, that's it. Just I, happened less than twenty five hours. Fans really well, if he want to be. Yeah, if he doesn't want to be here, then he could. Like we need to analyze why he doesn't want to be here. And that's why I said the code red. And like, why, like, is why, this a code why, red? Like you got a yeah. coach like this who's who's like, yeah, I'm He's getting sought out of after. Here. But this coach I'm is sought out after. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven. Miss me with the miss me with the you know the Ravens didn't do this. The Ravens they always gonna have great defense. They 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 breed talent, right? McDonald was there, I believe, with with Wink, and then went for years. He's like, hey. Bro, big bro, asked, "Hey man, I need to borrow one of your one of your people's man to come fix my defense down here in Michigan." He went and did that, and he left and came back. So, like, mm. don't act like the Wink Martindale uh, influence isn't there in Baltimore still. And also, don't act like it's going to be easy to replace him with the yeah. Giants. Well, just ask Philadelphia. <laughs> Great point. Then they have the best. They, they, they had they had they, they led the league in both, sacks last year, and now they got twenty three. They lost sacks. both coordinators, and and all of a sudden they are a disaster by the end of the season. All right, we'll continue with you calls at eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six, and of course Super Box giveaway coming up as well. So stay tuned for that. Garrett Wilson at two o'clock. But right now, I do want to remind you, as good as the regular season is, there's nothing like NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. You get six games in three days. And for these teams, it's win or go home. But you'll always have a spot in the playoffs with FanDuel. Even if your team didn't make it, you're in. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. They have so many ways for you to pick up a dub. And these games this weekend, there's a couple of spreads to keep an eye on. The Bills are a, the Bills are laying 10 against the Steelers, Bart. Cowboys, 7.5 against the Packers. No TJ Watt. Are you sure? Yes, I know no TJ mm. Watt for the Steelers, but that's a, for a playoff game? Anyways, go to FanDuel right now. New customers get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Allen to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash Allen. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 or older and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call one eight seven seven eight hope ny or text hope ny four six seven three six nine. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. The ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5 is going on right now here. And each year, uh, this year, each qualifier will take home a $25 Fanatics gift card and have the chance at one of 10 Superboxes with prizes including a big, big screen TV, a Nintendo Switch, MetaQuest, and much more. Right now, give me a number, Bart. Caller number what? Caller number two, Kyrie. Two. Caller number two right now. 888-987-ESPN. 888-987-ESPN. To select the box for the big game for a chance to win 500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of two grand. All brought to you by Telemordu Irish Whiskey. Garrett Wilson joining us in the 2 o'clock hour. We'll get into more Jets uh, coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. A little bit of Knicks as well. They play tonight against the Blazers. Uh, a couple of injuries in the NBA we got to discuss. Impactful injuries that happened last night. But right now we have calls. 800-919-3776. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Jason in Jersey City. What's up, Jason? Hey, what's happening, guys? Hey, um, if if I'm weak and this man made me uh, quit and lose my money, I'm going to Washington. I'm going to light him up wow. every, every year. Something to think Why about. not, right? Keep yeah, it, but are you but are you, but are you sure you're gonna win? How about how about I just go to Philadelphia? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, They're gonna well, be looking you know, for a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I, say I, really gar- smart. I guarantee yeah, that's, you that. For Sirianni, that would be a really smart, smart hire. Yeah, they both crazy. Actually it would be, yeah. Thanks, guys. And then right, and then he haunts Dave. Well, that's a good one from Jason. He haunts you want Dable, some of this? You want some of this? Yelling across the field out of everything else. Uh John is in Miami. What's up, John? Gentlemen, knock, knock, opportunities knocking. Mike Vrabel, defensive coordinator. I know he's not going to come cheap. There's going to be a lot of teams looking at him for a head coaching spot, but I think that you make him one of the highest paid coordinators in the sport and problem solved. Bye-bye, Wink. Hello, Vrabel. Not only that, you got a championship pedigree with Vrabel, and you got to give the guy credit. He did a great job with that Tennessee defense. Unfortunately, he never had a quarterback in his tenure there in Tennessee, going from obviously Tannehill to Levis. But I got to tell you what, that guy could run defense, and I think that'll be a, a nice landing spot for him with the G-men. One, why would why would Vrabel want to work underneath somebody when he's been the head guy? He's going to so be a hot years. head coaching hire. And, and let's just say, let's just say, okay, yo, because because it sounds like you really thought this out. But let's just say, why wouldn't he want to go to Philadelphia where you have way more talent on defense? You're going to be losing to Dory Jackson. You're going to be stuck with a second-year cornerback. You, you don't really have a premier safety. You're going to be losing those guys. Why wouldn't you want to go down to Jacksonville and go fix what Doug Peterson's doing? You have two pass rushers, Trayvon Walker and um, Josh Allen. Like, it's so many other places that have so much more talent where you can have an opportunity if you wanted to be a defensive coordinator than coming to the New York Giants. Is it just because it's New York? I don't know if that again. I think at the end of the day, money talks, and I think if you're able to go ahead and make him again one of the highest paid coordinators in the sport, magnified by the fact that the Giants are off a a playoff victory last season with one of the best offensive minds in football. But they don't know who they have in the selling point. They don't. They don't know who their quarterback's going to be. We don't even know if his quarterback's going to be ready for the start of the season. And unlike uh, like the 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 Giants don't owners don't have more money than Shia Khan, like. Like that's the thing. Like the 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 Giants have never been one of these teams that buy, they're not the Yankees, and they damn sure ain't the Mets. They not they don't throw money around like that. And I also think Mike Vrabel, with all the coaching openings out there, I think he's going to, especially if New England opens. I mean, it makes if, if you're moving on, Atlanta, Bill Washington, Belichick, he might want to come coach Washington. New money now. How about this? Now remember, like they, Vrabel as a head coach with the Titans, they, they won four. The, his first four seasons, they were winning, and it was the one year. Wasn't there one year where they had like the best record in the they, league? They beat the Ravens. Yeah, 
When so, the Ravens was the number one league, when Lamar won MVP. So how about this from um, Derek Henry, who's going to be a free agent? And he said this to the Athletic. Wow, wow, I'm shocked. Coach Vrabel is a leader of men. He's a great coach and teacher. I know he will get another opportunity right away. I look forward to it. End quote. Yeah, I look forward to wherever he go when he get a head coach job being his tailback. And he's a coach of the year. Yeah, they were. The, I thought so. They were the number one seed in 2021, and they won the AFC South those consecutive years. So it's the last two years things fell off for them. And a lot of it had to do with, like you said, the quarterback play, the offensive and line Derek, play. And Derek Henry got jacked up, remember? He, um, missed, he missed like nine games. They came back and lost to the Bengals. And the biggest issue was trading A.J. Brown. Yeah, that's which, and something he didn't want to do. Which ended up getting the GM fired. He didn't want that to happen. The GM ends up getting fired for it. They were trying to reset, rebuild the franchise, and it failed miserably. He is a terrific head coach. Another one of these guys that is never outfoxed on the sideline, if you remember several yeah, he times. Out, he outfoxed Bill Belichick by jumping off sides. And they had to put a rule right. in. He kept jumping off sides and, and t- taking time off the clock yeah. on, for, on the punt team. Yeah, so again, this is a guy that's not going to be a coordinator. He's going to be a head coach again and because somebody is going to give him a job and it might end up being back where he, as a player, won championships with the New England Patriots. All right, on to the Jets we go in this conversation the following day because there are things, and we'll talk with Garrett Wilson later on when he joins us about his situation because, boy, he had some things to say uh, himself about the season and how he felt. But Joe Douglas also said something about his tenure that makes you feel like they all know they're on the hot seat going forward. But hopefully he and everybody else, including you Jet fans, and I include myself in this, while we're all caught up in everything that Aaron Rodgers has been saying and some of the controversial things going on with him, doesn't mean you ignore something that he said yesterday that I feel like needed to be said and, more importantly, needs to be heard. We'll play that for you next. Stay with us. Barton Hunt, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. The changes have begun for the Giants. Changes at defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator. Earlier this morning on DPHR and Rothenberg, guys were talking with Jordan Ronan about what's going on with Mike Kafka. He's under contract. Uh, I've heard some rumblings that he you know, might want out. Remember, Brian Dable got more involved in the offense this past season, to the point where it could have been suffocating to Mike Kafka and minimizing to him, right? He came here to call plays. He came here to run an offense and run his offense. Is Brian Dable not going to take more control of the offense as he moves forward here? And his job's online? Because already two coordinators are gone, right? It's really rare to get rid of two coordinators in one offseason. A third would be really eyebrow-raising, right? And where would that put the spotlight? Directly on Brian Dable. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it is Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.